0: Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. I was sitting in a Starbucks in Houston, Texas, and I was in a suit. Not a tie, but a suit jacket, a nice shirt. You know, I look pretty dapper. I'm sitting there waiting for a meeting, a very important meeting, a meeting in which I was going to ask a guy for $20,000. All right, so I had to look my best. I had to look pretty sharp, right? So I'm sitting there pretty nervous about the ask, but I knew this guy, and I knew that he had a heart to give. And he had told me from the very beginning in my student ministry in Houston that if there's any... Thing that he could do is any time that he could give that he would and call him up. So I'm sitting there, again, pretty nervous, sweats beating off my bald head. I'm getting ready to ask this guy for 20 G's. Anybody held 20,000 dollars in their hand before? You've held 20,000 dollars in your hand? You liars. You are lying to Monopoly me. Money. Monopoly money. That's good. Great. So I'm sitting there, I'm asking this guy for20,000 dollars. I have my sales pitch ready for him, and he just looks at me. And he says, "He says, you know what? I'm. You don't have to go through all this. I told you if there was anything that I could give you, I would." And he writes me a check right then and there. He said, "I just want to be a blessing to this ministry. Thank you for all that you do." He thanked me for giving me twenty thousand dollars. So I sat there looking at the check, like, oh. My goodness, you know what I could spend? You know what I could buy with twenty thousand dollars? You guys are probably reeling right now. This is what I could I could buy a lot of shoes for twenty grand, right? maybe you know any shoe fans out there? I could buy I could buy a lot of KDs with twenty grand. I could buy I could buy some car, maybe a, some cars, maybe a car. I could buy I don't know what what else would you buy? A lot of Mexican food. A lot of Mexican food. What else? What else? Leggings, wedges, that too. You you can buy a lot with $20,000. So what I do with the 20 grand, I put it in my suit pocket, and I sat there just on cloud nine, when all of a sudden, a smell that I've never ever smelt before comes wafting in to the Starbucks, to the point where... I literally puked in my mouth and swallowed. Anybody ever been there before? Absolutely. You've all been there before. My dinner that night just kind of came up a little bit and got lodged, you know, right there at the brink of like just absolutely spewing out of your mouth. But then you gather it back in and you just. Mm, just, just. You just got to swallow it down. And I look up, and this woman is making a beeline right at me. So before I could even see her face, before I could see her appearance, I'm smelling this awful smell. And this woman comes right up to me, and she asks for money. And this woman has mud caked all over. She has a, a raggedy shirt on. She has... Part of her earlobe was split. She has hardly any teeth. And she, her hair is matted. And she's looking straight at me. And she asked for money. I said, no ma'am, I, I can't give you any money. Like, I'll buy you a coffee. And she said, no, I don't want a coffee. And I said, well, what else can I do for you? In the, in the meantime, I'm holding my coffee up to my nose to not smell the smell that was coming from her. And then she, she just says this and she looks me straight in the eye. And I will never forget this. She said, I just needed a friend. And she stormed off. Jesus says it's better to give than to receive. I was on the, on the receiving end of a, a really generous gift. And right in that moment, just in the split second later... I had the opportunity to extend and give to somebody else, and I didn't. Jesus says it's better to give than to receive. Tonight, we're going to talk about how we oftentimes find ourselves in entitlement, which means that we think that we have the right to everything that we have, everything that's ours. And there's three things that we're going to look at tonight one is our treasure. One is our time, and the other is our talents. Time, treasure, and talents, all of those are ours, but not ours for selfish gain. And oftentimes, we find ourselves in the entitlement place, right? But Jesus is calling us out of entitlement and into radical giving. So let's start with time. This is interesting that we're preaching on this, that we're talking about this, because just this week, my wife told me that I was selfish with my time i must be honest with you, that time is the hardest thing for me to, to let go. I feel entitled to the time that I have. And not only that, but I do a pretty good job with my schedule and fit things in my schedule to ensure that I have the mo- make the most out of my time. And so with that, I find myself gravitating towards one thing after another, blowing by people around me, going from meeting to meeting or going from maybe for you, maybe going from school to sporting event to the next thing and the next thing and trying to ask your parents to add more and more and more and more to their, list of, their endless list of things to do. And you find yourself just captivated by and, and entrenched with all the busyness of life. And so you don't have any time to spare maybe a good friend or maybe somebody that's really hurting. The thing that, to get out of the entitlement of time is margin you know sometimes we need to just make space in our schedules to be able to see that we and just push pause and look at the people around us and be able to give them our time time for me is is something that I'm pretty selfish with I feel entitled to let's look at treasure treasure is something that we all maybe have a little bit of and maybe mostly it's from our parents And when we have it, we want to spend it, right? You anybody with me on that one? I got five bucks, I'm gonna burn a hole in my pocket. I'm gonna spend it immediately. It doesn't matter what it's on. So what does it look like for you to give, radically give of your treasure? Radically give of the things that God has given you. Because the reality is it's not yours in the first place, so even if you earned it, even if you worked for it, it's still not yours to use for selfish gain, right? That's a hard thing to grasp. Because here's what is blasted to us from every website, every commercial, everything that we tune into. The world is saying, you earn, you deserve the good life. What is the good life? The good life is a home maybe like this. Let's see it. So the the good life, according to Forbes magazine, is a four bedroom home. Or excuse me, a 4,000 square foot home A 4,000 square foot home So that's a 4,000 square foot home It's also the good life is defined by a vacation home Somewhere maybe in the mountains Something similar to this That's the good life according to Forbes Um, It's also three luxury cars Three luxury cars Maybe something similar to this A Beamer, Mercedes, an Infiniti You know, something like that um, it's also at least once a week going to an upscale restaurant, something similar to this, some fine dining. You guys may prefer Long John Silver's or McDonald's, but you know what I'm saying, upscale for the adults in the room, they really appreciate that. Um, it's also three weeks of glamorous vacation, maybe somewhere like here. And a couple more, private school for your kids, maybe somewhere here. And a whopping $200,000 salary for your income. That, according to Forbes magazine, is the good life. So for us, guys, listen up. For us, yeah, you guys, yeah, doing that. For us, we look at the world around us and we look at our treasures and we can, what we do? We compare. We don't have enough. We can't get enough. And we want more. And so everything that is in our world is communicating the same thing over and over and over and over again. Jesus tells a story about a widow who has a mite. Essentially, she has absolutely nothing. And she brings it over to the offering plate, and she throws it in. All these people around her are just pouring in change. And when, when you put in coins back in the time... It was like a big, huge clanky clank, 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 clank. So it's kind of like a pinball machine, you know, like where you win. And it's like the coins start flying out and you can hear it. Well, that's what was happening. All these people were going over, just throwing it in. And the widow comes over and she throws in her her little, her whole salary. But it wasn't much. And that was all she had. She literally went all in. And so for you, I wonder what it is. Maybe something that you... Don't have a lot of, but it's something that you can give. You know, we're talking about a five dollar offering tonight, and we're going to pick that offering up in our connection groups. And so maybe you were going to hang on to that. Uh, maybe you want to spend it. You had other plans to spend it elsewhere. But maybe, maybe God's calling you to to let go of that. Maybe treasure is is your thing. Like time is mine. The last is talents, and we all have them. We're all made uniquely. Uh, in the image of God and we all have distinct talents that God has given us but here's here's the way in which we need to view our talents and so most of us say oh man I like to do this I like to play video games so I'm going to use my talent in video games to glorify God or or maybe it's sports or maybe it's dance or maybe it's art or maybe it's school or whatever it may be you have a passion and desire to use that talent but so often, guys, it's for selfish game. So often it's for to build our own kingdom and not God's kingdom. And so how can we use that talent? How can we look at the thing that God has uniquely um, wired us in to use that in a different way? You know, so maybe, you know, maybe it's sports. For me, it was basketball. the The easiest thing for me was to, after a game, to give glory to God. Oh, God, you know, I just praise God for the game that we had and nobody was injured and and I would use that language. The hardest thing for me to do was pray for my teammates. Even harder than that, to pray for the other team after the game. Because that took some vulnerability, that took something different than what I was comfortable with. To use my talents in that way, to use something that's going to stretch me and challenge me. I wonder what that is for you, to use your talents in a way that's going to stretch you or challenge you. You know, and so often with time, treasure, and talents, it reveals the idols that we've built up inside of us. I wonder what it is for you. Maybe it's time, like me. You know, maybe it's maybe it's treasure, or maybe it's your talents. But the reality is, God is calling us to radical giving, and that begins with an accurate picture of. The gospel of abundance. God gives us exactly what we need. at exactly the time that we need it. Tim Keller says this. He's, uh, he's way smarter than I am, but that's why I'm going to quote him. He says, God gives us what we would have asked for if we would have known what he knows. I'll say that again. God gives us what we would have asked for. If we would have known what he knows so often we're asking God for all these things but our ways are not his ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts and it starts with an accurate picture of the gospel of abundance the good news that Jesus came that God came in human form that Jesus died for us to give us exactly what we need I'm going to read for you in Philippians 2 5 through 11. You can read with me on the screen. It says, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. For us, me and you, to have the exact same mindset as Christ Jesus. It says, Who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used as his own advantage. Jesus, being fully God, didn't consider equality with God. He wasn't entitled to that position, but made himself, goes on in verse 7, made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Using his time, his treasure, his talents, he was, be, he may, he was made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man... He humbled himself, and he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. God, being fully God, came down in human form to show us what radical giving is really like. To give us the opportunity to use our time and our treasure and our talents, not for our own gain, not because we deserve it, not because we're entitled to it, Not because it's ours for the taking, but to extend our hands the way that Jesus did on the cross. and to be able to give to those that we love and those that we hate. To serve those that are easy to serve and serve those that are hard. To serve the people that are right next to you and the people that are in your homes. To serve your mom and dad in a radical way that maybe, you know, maybe they don't deserve. Honestly. Maybe the fight that you had this morning, there's no way that you would ever, ever think or imagine to give them anything. Maybe it's the people that are bullying you in your school. Maybe it's your teachers that just have it out for you. Whatever it may be, Paul says it pretty, pretty clear we should have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, that Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he went to the cross with arms extended to say, I'm giving it all. How can you have that same mindset and give it all? Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.